When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back into the Nick Bob Podcast. Appreciate you guys uh, making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Appreciate you downloading and supporting the podcast. We are Husker football heavy, as always, this time of year. And uh, I, I wanted to get into this topic. So it, it's been it's been discussed on various platforms. On sport, my guys out in sports like conduct discussed this in kind of a unique way. Tom Chattel has written about it, and it got me thinking about it with the schedule and. Which games are most important? And you know me, I'm always down for a, for a schedule deep dive discussion. But I think this topic is a good one because I think this topic, while on the surface, hey, what games are most important? It seems like a simple one, but I actually think the answers and the way you think about it are fairly complex given the current state of the program and Frost situation. And, you know, there, there are a couple of things for me with how I'm assessing this or approaching this. Like, this is just me. Don't confuse most important with most exciting or best opponent or, you know, the, the biggest game on the schedule from a profile of opponent standpoint. Like, don't confuse those things. At least that's not how I'm approaching this or how I'm thinking about it or how I did this exercise. Again... There's a lot of ways to think about this and do this, but to me, it's as I'm as I'm going to lay out Nebraska's most important games. I'm going to give you the whole schedule, and I'm going to rank them one through twelve. It's not the biggest games, or the most high-profile opponents, or games you are necessarily most excited about. It's most important. Now, the beauty of it is what you deem important, you being the individual, the listener, the the independent thinker, what you deem important is what makes this interesting. Because what your criteria for what is important may be different than mine, or Tom Chattel's, or Damon Binning, or Dirk Chatlin, or whoever, or your buddies. So again, I actually think this is more complex than you think it is, given the current state of the program and Scott Frost's hot seat situation and what feels like uh, you got to win to save your job kind of a season. So here we go. Most important games on the schedule for Nebraska. I am viewing this. Here's, here's a window into my thoughts. I'm viewing this entire exercise through the lens of what keeps Scott Frost's job and makes the fan base as calm as possible? So within that, I'm almost reverse engineering all of this in asking the question of, when I'm looking at a game, would losing this game cause a complete crap storm? Would losing this game be a code red, everyone loses their minds, freak out, Loss. Because it, 
That's what this year is about to a certain degree, avoiding the complete disaster. So that is a large part of my prevailing guiding light school of thought. Now, but here's the thing. It can't be 100% all about that. I also then combine the school of thought with how much would winning this game positively impact Scott Frost's status as head coach, positively impact the fan base and and the, the situation surrounding Frost and that job uncertainty moving forward. So it's a combination of those of both those things. I guess I'm more so geared towards skewing towards avoiding the negative disaster losses over anything else. For instance, losing to North Dakota would be worse for Frost than beating Michigan would be better. That's just my opinion. You may disagree with that. But on the spectrum of how bad or good something can be, I think losing to North Dakota is worse for Frost than beating Michigan is better. So it's a it's a combination of progress that you want to see with the program, year five, Scott Frost, and weathering this storm and avoiding the, the sinking ship, the storm being the hot seat for Frost and making sure he's the coach moving forward. So that's kind of where my mind's at on the front end of this. Let me preface everything with one more thing before I get started. Something I took into consideration, heavy consideration, when ranking these games was when the game took place on the schedule, early in the year versus late in the year. I think this is a critical thing to think about with the understanding that Yes, games like Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, they are huge games for Frost's fate and, and all that. And Frost's fate could be sealed to the good or to the bad by the time mid-November rolls around. And even though the September slate doesn't have as many high-profile games, we all know how vital it is for things to get off to a good start. Okay, now that I kind of laid all that out, here we go. Brace yourselves, people. Here are my rankings. Most important games in order, starting from most important and working my way down. Number one, brace yourself. If you're driving, you might want to pull over. Number one, most important game, North Dakota. I know, I know. Right now, you are so underwhelmed, ready to turn the pot off. Oh, God. I don't. This is North Dakota, most important game, Nick. Come on. It's a stupid podcast. Hear me out. My thing is this. We all know how crucial it is for Nebraska to get off to a good start this year. Some, in fact, most, would likely put Northwestern in Dublin as the most important game because of the same school of thought. Got to win the first game. Got to get off to a good start. And that's true. That is 1,000% true. But let me ask you this. Again, reverse engineering this thing. Which loss would do more damage to Frost and the fan base and the current climate around the program? Losing to Northwestern in Dublin or the home opener against FCS North Dakota? The answer is North Dakota. 
I'm totally on board with needing to get off to a good start. It's absolutely vital on a variety of levels, but it's more about avoiding the catastrophic catastrophe loss than anything else early on. So to me, if you really think about it, I think you can at least understand where I'm coming from. North Dakota being the most important game because in my opinion, a loss would just torp a loss to North Dakota could torpedo things in a horrible way right out the gates. I want you to truly, truly imagine fans filing out of Memorial Stadium and the final score reads North Dakota 24, Nebraska 20. And then imagine what that press, that post-game press conference is like. And what all the columns are like afterwards. And what, what the radio shows are like. What me and Bo Rude's game recap podcasts are like. And what the, the climate is around Frost. And you think the seat is hot. Oh, my God. In some ways, it would feel like this thing is over. Now, again, it would be two games into the season and all that. And I get that you're, you, know, you're, you got 10 more games to go. But man, you go lose to North Dakota... Good luck the rest of the way. It seems like things are already a little rocky and a little drama-filled. You lose to North Dakota, good golly, would it be bad. So I get it. You're probably rolling your eyes, but I'm going to try to convince you. North Dakota, most important game. Second most important game. I think you probably guys probably know where I'm going with this. Again, it's not most high-profile it's not game you're most excited about. It's most important. Second most important game, Georgia Southern. I know, I know. Again, you're like, I. this is a stupid podcast. Georgia Southern. I could repeat most of what I just said to justify my choice here. Same school of thought. You have to get off to a good start for confidence, momentum, for the climate around the program, for the vibe around the program, for the fans. And also because the start of the schedule is the quote-unquote easier part of the schedule. So because of all that, Georgia Southern is a game you just cannot lose. You just can't. I'm going to ask the same question. Which loss is more of a crap storm? Losing to Northwestern in Dublin or losing to Georgia Southern at home? Be honest. Georgia Southern is the bigger crap storm. And then I can build off of that and ask, which loss is the bigger crap storm? North Dakota or Georgia Southern? I think it's North Dakota. It's North Dakota. It's the home opener. North Dakota's an FCS team. Not that it makes it easier to swallow, but at least Georgia Southern is in, you know, they're in the Sun Belt. Like North North Dakota plays in in the Missouri Valley Conference with Western Illinois and Indiana State. But at least Georgia Southern, the, in, in Georgia Southern's conference last year, there's a Louisiana team that went 13-1 and and finished 16th in the country, and Coastal Carolina went 11-2. and So there's that, just for context of peers of those two programs. But the reality is losing to either Georgia Southern or North Dakota would be devastating for Frost and his job status. But to me, North Dakota's number one, Georgia Southern is number two. 
Let me reiterate and hammer home what my guiding light school of thought was and my whole approach to this exercise was. How does Scott Frost get off the hot seat and keep his job? And to me, in some ways, the best path to do that is avoiding the catastrophic loss. Especially early in the year. Second, third game of the year, North Dakota, Georgia Southern. Losing either of those games would feel like it's almost, it would feel like it is over. Again, close your eyes. Imagine Memorial Stadium, the fans filing out of the stands. And your final score, Georgia Southern 28, Nebraska 23. Oh, my God. So I got Georgia Southern at number two. At number three, third most important game, Northwestern in Ireland. Probably would be the choice for a lot of people who cover the team as the number one most important game on the schedule. It's very similar to that Illinois game last year. It, it, it felt like that game would shape the year, and in a lot of ways it did. Same thing this year. Feels like there's a ton of weight on this game, and how Nebraska does is going to be vitally important. You go lose to Northwestern, and you guys know it's going to be around here. People are going to be quick to hit the panic button. Told you these moves wouldn't work. Oh, my God. Oh, geez. Riola is the O-line coach. Casey Thompson, Miss Adrian Martin. You know it'll be. And then the reality is the next two games, North Dakota and Georgia Southern, are more so everything to lose and nothing to gain type games. Meaning if Nebraska goes and beats those teams, people aren't going to be puffing their chest out and screaming, Nebraska's back, baby. But if you lose, well, like I just laid out, there's a reason I put those games as the two highest, most important games. With Which all that just adds to the importance of this Northwestern game. First game of the year, after a 3-9 and nine season and four straight losing seasons for Frost, you make all these changes for your coaching staff. You bring in five new coaches. You bring in you know, 15-plus transfer portal and media and impact guys. And if Nebraska goes out and falls on its face, it's not going to be a very good reaction. Side note, what's amazing is I saw yesterday that Circa Las Vegas – had the line for Nebraska Northwestern as Nebraska favored by 13, which is insane to me. That's crazy to me. Now, I know Nebraska rocked Northwestern last year, and Northwestern was not a very good team last year, but 13? Man, I hope that that's... In some ways, it feels like a line that's begging you to take Northwestern. So in Vegas... Feels like a Vegas knows something we don't, but man, that seems crazy to me. But I digress. But there's, you know, the game is huge. There's going to be pressure, obviously. And not to be, I, I, I'm being too negative here with ever, with how I'm viewing these things. Like, I, I don't want to be solely negative and view everything for, through, a, through a negative prism. Because there also is the flip side of all this. If Nebraska goes out and plays great against Northwestern in, in Dublin. Offense is humming. Casey Thompson looks great. The defense is stout. O'Shawn Mathis and that pass rush is legit. Nebraska dominates and plays great against Northwestern. The vibes would be great coming out of that. Because think about it. Nebraska has started every year under Frost 
with either a loss or kind of a clunker. 2018, Colorado game at home, loss. 2019, South Alabama at home, won but didn't play great. 2020, at Ohio State, beat pretty soundly. 2021, at Illinois, we all remember how that game went, major clunker. So every year, there just hasn't been a good start to the season right away where the vibes were because everybody's starting to chuck the Kool-Aid, getting ready for the season to start, and then the, then the, the season kicks off and it's, it's just a Debbie Downer. Frost has always talked about how, you know, Nebraska just hasn't got that wave of confidence and that wave of momentum and how he'd love to see what things would look like if they could potentially catch that wave and get it rolling. Well, catching that potential wave starts against Northwestern. Think about it. Nebraska hasn't won three games in a row under Scott Frost. You beat Northwestern, you got a great shot at starting 3-0. But you got to go to Dublin and get it done first. So I got Northwestern in Ireland, third most important game. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is, what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious all white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack. Great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. Fourth most important game, Oklahoma in Lincoln, Nebraska, September 17th. I'm putting this game at number four, and you could argue, as Tom Chattel did, that this could be number one, the most important game on the schedule. Let's just start with the fact that this is Nebraska's rival, period, full stop. Oklahoma is Nebraska's rival. Oklahoma-Nebraska was the biggest rivalry in the sport of college football for a long, long, long time. And the you think about it, the Sooners are back in Lincoln for the first time since 2010. Anytime Boomer Sooners in town, it's a big, big game. So there's just that. And then the fact that this is an opportunity for Frost to get something that he's never had at Nebraska, which is a signature win. What's his best win? Really think about it. What's his best win? Penn State in the COVID season? Michigan State, 2018 in the snow. Seriously, what is it? He really doesn't have one. And listen, the, while the term signature win may feel like a cliche term from the media, it's kind of a real thing. 
A signature win is simply a moment, a game, something tangible fans and everyone can point to, rally around as evidence, as proof for something good and even potentially great with a program, a team, a coach. That's a signature win. And Frost hasn't had one. Oklahoma will come into Lincoln undefeated and ranked inside the top 10. Oklahoma's preseason ninth. They play two cream puffs to start the year before they head to Lincoln. They're going to be undefeated and ranked inside the top 10. And if you thought, if you just think about it, painting the picture, Lincoln, Nebraska, the Huskers at home, big noon kickoff there on Fox, Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt on the call. If they go play well and knock off undefeated top 10 Oklahoma, their rival, what a moment that will be. Talk about catching a wave. Huge game. When you think about what can be accomplished from it, I think it's definitely worth worthy of being number one or number two in terms of most important games. But the reason I didn't put it number one or number two, the reason I didn't put it there is because it also feels like a game that if Nebraska loses, it's not the end of the world. People will be disappointed and upset, like fans always are, and people always are if, if their team loses. But it's not like Code Red type stuff. You lose in North Dakota, it's Code Red. You lose Oklahoma, ninth-ranked team in the country, I don't think it's Code Red. It's just a great opportunity, though. Just a great opportunity. Huge game, chance for a signature win, knock off your rival early in the year to get the vibe around the program positive, to catch that wave. What a big, big, big game. I got Oklahoma as the fourth most important game. Fifth most important game at Iowa, Black Friday to end the year. I really, really struggled and debated to where, with where to slot this one. You're going to hear that a lot with a lot of these games. I really, This was a challenging exercise. I debated where to slot this one. I felt like I could have had it further down the list as, quote-unquote, not as important. But I put it at five. Because there's a lot of circumstances that is TBD with how Nebraska and Frost are going to be heading in that game. Both, both sides of it. Like, there's... There's a chance Scott Frost's fate is sealed by this point. Like, there's a chance. Either way. Black Friday, last game of the season, there is a chance we know if Frost is a dead man walking or if he is coming back. We will have so many answers to questions we have at this point by the time that game rolls around. So I had a hard time with it. But ultimately, I put it at number five because, number one, this is Nebraska's current rival. Their current conference rival is Iowa. Number two, there's a chance that there is a ton on this game. <clears throat> Meaning, Nebraska may need to get win this game to get six wins. Frost may need this, this game to save his job. Heck, maybe Nebraska's in the West Division title hunt, and this game matters a ton. It's also the last game of the season, and final impressions matter. 
if Nebraska goes out and plays terrible and gets crushed, depending on where Frost sits record-wise, that could sway a decision. And, of course, the opposite could be true. Like, Nebraska may be average, sitting at six wins, and people are on the fence, and Trev's on the fence, and Nebraska goes out and plays great and beats Iowa at Iowa in, to end the year. That matters, too. So there, there's, there's so many different circumstances in which that game could be played. Just even think about recent history. Like, in 2017... When Iowa came to Lincoln, Mike Riley was a dead man walking and Iowa came to put Nebraska out of their misery. In, 23 and, in 2013 and 2014, it felt like Bo Pelini was a dead man walking and the game just felt odd. Remember 2013 was uh, Bo swung his hat at the official and basically dared Sean Eichhorst to fire him after the game. I've heard from other media members that assistant coaches thought they were going to be fired after that game. They were saying, hey, thanks for everything. Thanks for all the coverage. That's what they were telling them before the game. I've been told that. But then they didn't Then they didn't get let go. Then even 2014, it kind of felt like it was it was over for Bo. But then, remember, Nebraska goes out and, and beats Iowa in overtime. It was kind of, it's just, it was a weird, weird game. You think about last year's Iowa game. It kind of felt largely inconsequential to a, a, a large degree. Where it was a loss year, Nebraska was three and eight heading into the year. You knew it was already announced that Scott Frost was staying. Twenty nineteen, remember at home, Nebraska was sitting at five wins. Six wins could have could have come with beating Iowa, and they could have gone to a bowl. Instead, Nebraska peed down their leg in the final two minutes, and Iowa kicked a last second field goal to win. And then even think about twenty eighteen year one felt like zero pressure. Nebraska had. Nebraska almost won, but couldn't seal the deal late after a comeback. I think they, I think Nebraska gave up a fourth down conversion late. So my point is you just never know what the vibe is like around the game and around the program, around the coach, around the team, and that obviously impacts what the stakes are. Still, I don't care what anyone says, Iowa is Nebraska's current Big Ten rival. So this game matters when it comes to that. And this game matters because we don't know what the circumstances will be surrounding Frost and his job and the team and the season when this game comes. But any way you slice it, it's an important game. Fans, Trev, they want progress. Everybody wants to see progress. Well, at some point, you got to start beating the top dogs in your division. And Iowa is one of those top dogs in the West. So I got the Hawkeyes. That's the fifth most important game on the road for Nebraska. At number six, sixth most important game, I got Wisconsin. I put Wisconsin right behind Iowa, and some would argue that it should be flip-flop. Some would argue that, no, 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 Wisconsin is Nebraska's current Big Ten rival. I think that's wishful thinking, and that's what people wish and want to be true, but it's just not true right now. I think it's more so Iowa. But still, there is history between Nebraska and Wisconsin, mainly because there's that Barry Alvarez connection. And there is this feeling like Alvarez took Nebraska's blueprint and used it in Madison, Wisconsin, and have had really consistent great success. And that makes Nebraska's, Nebraska fans feel some type of way, given how poorly the last 20 years have gone. 
Not to mention some of the time, you know, Melvin Gordon running for a bajillion yards. There's been a lot of ass kicking. The, the 2012 Big Ten title game, 70 to 31. There's been some, some big moments where Wisconsin has really curb stomped Nebraska. And Wisconsin is the top dog in the Big Ten West. So there's that. Also, if you think about it, this is the second biggest home game on the schedule behind Oklahoma. And who knows how the, with how the season plays out, maybe it ends up being the biggest home game of the season. Maybe Wisconsin's coming into Lincoln ranked inside the top 10 and in the college football playoff picture. Who knows? Maybe Nebraska's having a hell of a year themselves and Nebraska's in the Big Ten West title hunt. Who knows? It's the, it's the second to last home game, second to last game on the schedule. It's November 19th. So much, much of what I said about Iowa applies to this game as well, where who knows what the circumstances are surrounding Frost and his job status and the season. Tons of variables. Nevertheless, Wisconsin in Lincoln, it's a big game. Again, like I said, with Iowa, fans, Trev, want to see progress? You got to start beating the top dogs in the division. This is that chance. You got them at home. Feels like a, a good, not great Badger team, but a heck of a challenge. Any way you slice it, it's a really, really important game. So I got Wisconsin at home, November 19th, sixth most important game. Seventh most important game on the schedule. Minnesota in Lincoln. This is a really big game, man. First of all, there are so many similarities between P.J. Fleck and Scott Frost in terms of when they came into the Big Ten, when they went to Minnesota and Nebraska, respectively. Like, think about it. Both were hotshot group of five coaches who went undefeated in the regular season prior to their arrival in the Big Ten. P.J. Fleck went 13-0 in the regular season at Western Michigan. Frost went 14-0 at Central Florida. They felt similar in a lot of ways. Both younger guys. And let's be honest, the P.J. Fleck era at Minnesota is going way better than the Scott Frost era at Nebraska is. And on top of that, Fleck has kind of owned Frost. Frost did pop him in 2018, year one, but since then, P.J. Fleck is 3-0 and against Frost. Destroyed Nebraska 34-7 to in 2019. Then in 2020, the COVID year, Minnesota came into Lincoln incredibly undermanned and coming off a COVID pause and beat Nebraska in 2020. And then last year, Minnesota beat Nebraska in Minneapolis. So there's all of that to take into consideration. And you know what? For all this crap that I spew about Nebraska needing to at some point beat the top dogs in the Big Ten West, you know what? Nebraska needs to start beating teams like Minnesota, Purdue, and Illinois consistently first. You got to crawl before you walk. So this game is huge. Some could argue it's these games. It's Minnesota, it's Illinois, it's Purdue, it's Northwestern. It's, it's those kinds of games where Frost will really be judged. It's not Oklahoma and Michigan. So this game's big. Late in the year, first game uh, uh, in the month of November, November 5th. And in some ways, 
it's it's a game like this that could really help set the tone for how to the, how the end of the season will go. Toughest part of the schedule is in November. I mean, it's crazy to say out loud how Nebraska ends the season. Here's their November schedule. Minnesota at Michigan, Wisconsin at Iowa. Brutal. But it all starts with Minnesota, though. Big game on a bunch of levels. I got Minnesota at home, November 5th, 7th biggest game on the schedule. At number 8, got Indiana at home. I'll be honest, I didn't know what to do with Indiana because let's be real, Indiana might be the least exciting conference game on the schedule for Husker fans. In fact, I'd, I'd probably guarantee that if you pulled all of the Nebraska fans and asked them, which conference game on the schedule are you least excited about, I bet they'd probably vote Indiana. Not because they don't necessarily respect Indiana or Nebraska fans think they're on another level of Indiana. They most certainly aren't in 2022. It's just the nature of the reality of the program for Indiana pitted against the rest of the schedule. But the reason I put Indiana here at the eight spot is because the game is on October 1st, which is that magic date for Frost's contract where a lot of his stuff shifts, where the buyout potentially changes on October 1st based on some, I don't know what, what criteria things look like, his salary potentially changes, where the buyout gets cut in half. or like There's a lot of different things that impact the, the contract mightily. So again, I'm not sure of all the details, but there's a reason that date exists and that date feels significant. So naturally, that game feels significant. And it's game number five on the schedule and it's in the quote-unquote easier or quote-unquote more manageable part of the schedule where Nebraska needs to make some hay. Again, I I just gave you the November slate for Nebraska. Minnesota, at Michigan, Wisconsin, at Iowa. Compare that to the first five games of the year. Northwestern in Ireland, North Dakota at home, Georgia Southern at home, Oklahoma at home, and Indiana at home. And then you could even include the next game at Rutgers in this kind of context too. The bottom line is this. This is the easier portion of the schedule. So you better win because you know what's coming down the pike when you're getting close to late October and into November. So Indiana's a sneaky bigger game than you would think at first glance. Nebraska's going to be coming off a bye week. They'll be coming off that Oklahoma game. You would think Nebraska will be ready to rock. Who knows how things are at that point? Maybe Nebraska's 4-0. and Maybe Nebraska's 3-1. and Maybe Nebraska's 2-2. and Who knows? But I got Indiana at home October 1st as the 8th most important game on the schedule. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that 
has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. At number nine, I got at Purdue. I know I keep saying this, but I had a hard time figuring out where to slot this game and where to rank this game. First of all, sneaky, really, really tough game. You could make a case that this game needs to be higher on the list. And you know what? I'd buy it. But I just couldn't quite figure out where to put it. I mean, even with the game I I just listed ahead of it, Indiana at home. Nobody, nobody would in a vacuum on paper say the Indiana game is more important than the Purdue game. Like, nobody would say that. But I think given where it falls in the schedule, needing to get off to a good start, I think it actually does. Indiana was terrible last year. And if Nebraska loses that game, people are going to be upset. Purdue beat Nebraska last year and beat him pretty soundly in Lincoln. And Purdue won nine games last year, including a bowl win over Tennessee. I say that to say, I don't think people will be losing their minds if Nebraska loses at Purdue. Again, fans will be upset because fans are upset after every loss. But there are degrees of losses and degrees of reactions to losses. Nebraska loses to Indiana at home or loses on the road at Purdue, which is more likely to cause just a total crap storm, total freakout? I think it's Indiana at home. And that's why I, I put it as more important. And then when you flip that and think about, okay, well, what if they win? I don't think winning at Purdue necessarily makes Nebraska fans puff their chest out. I mean, hell, Nebraska won at Purdue two years ago, 37-27. So I I wrestled with this. I struggled with this. But ultimately, I landed with Purdue right here as the ninth most important game on the schedule. Don't feel great about it, but it's ultimately just where things shook out. At number 10, I got Illinois at home. Other than wanting revenge for last year and Nebraska needing to to start routinely beating the middle of the pack of the Big Ten West teams, I don't really know how to frame this game. Now, again, I could, I suppose I could just go to the well of reverse engineering it like I've been doing and pose the question of, if Nebraska loses to Illinois in Lincoln on October 29th, October 29th, how big of a crap storm ensues for the fans? And the answer is probably pretty big, but I just don't think it's, it's a bigger crap storm than losing to Indiana or North Dakota or Georgia Southern or Northwestern in terms of those games or even some of those home games. And again, I, I don't think Nebraska beating Illinois creates a parade or storming of the field or anything like that. 
So I just didn't know what to do with this game in this exercise, so I landed here with it. I don't feel great about it, but I don't know where else to go with it. It's an important game. I should have prefaced this whole thing with, like, they're all important. It's a game that Nebraska likely needs to win. You lose games like Illinois at home, it's, oh boy, getting to six wins, getting to seven wins, getting to eight wins is going to be hard. But when the dust settled, I landed at the 10 spot, 10th most important game for Nebraska, Illinois at home. At number 11, 11th most important game at Michigan. Now, again, I bet a lot of you have been waiting for, where, where the hell's in Michigan? Nick, Michigan, you know they play Michigan this year. This is where some people probably want to punch me. Nick, how can you have Michigan as the 11th most important game on the schedule? It's arguably the biggest game on the schedule. Again, don't confuse biggest or most high-profile opponent or game you're most excited to watch as most important. Because to me, it falls under a couple of different criterias with this. Like, I do think this game is important because it falls under a potential signature win type game. So I will acknowledge that. Beating Michigan in Ann Arbor on November 12th would be enormous. Enormous. But I guess for me, I view this game as a house money type game. Nebraska goes to Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor and gets beat by Michigan 31-17, to 17, I don't think people are wanting to burn down the program and pack Scott Frost bags and run them out of town. In fact, I don't know who right now would predict Nebraska to win that game. Seriously. What person, other than Husker fan Kool-Aid Osborne is God 95 on Twitter, is picking Nebraska to win at Michigan? So it feels a little disingenuous to have a game that nobody will pick Nebraska to win as a super important game. Like I said, I told you at the outset, my guiding light with this is what loss causes the biggest crap storm? That's kind of my my my, my mind can't help but go there with this season and, and this exercise. I think you could argue... I really think you could argue it's this game, this potential loss that that causes the smallest crap storm of all the games on the schedule. What loss creates the, the most calm reaction from people probably? I think it's probably this game. So therefore, I'm going to rank it accordingly. The only thing that made me squirm in wanting to put it higher on this list is because of the signature win opportunity. That is real. If Scott Frost were to walk into Ann Arbor, Michigan, walk into the big house, and beat Michigan in November and beat Jim Harbaugh, oh, baby. So there is that. But I just, I weighed the ramifications of the loss. And I suppose in some level I'm expecting a loss in this game and that impacts my thoughts to a certain degree. 
And to me, the ramifications of losing at Michigan in mid-November just don't feel huge to me. So I put it here. Even though I am pseudo-embarrassed to have Nebraska at Michigan as the 11th most important game in the schedule. Like, it makes me want to go into witness protection. Little embarrassing. Little embarrassed that I'm actually spewing this on my podcast. But hopefully you guys understand my line of thinking with this. If anything, I'm consistent. And then lastly, at number 12, 12th most important game, at Rutgers. I, I Ultimately, I feel like this is the least consequential game on the schedule for me. If you look at a game and look at either outcome, win or loss, I feel like it's just the least consequential either way. October 7th at Rutgers. Nebraska goes and beats Rutgers. The reaction is probably fairly, all right, cool. There you go. If Nebraska goes and loses at Rutgers, I'm having a hard time envisioning just a code red. Everybody just just loses their mind. To the degree that there would be for all the other games on the schedule. I truly think every other loss would be a bigger crap storm for Frost and the fans than losing at Rutgers would be. I, I that's where my where I land at it. And then the flip side is a win doesn't make Nebraska want to get their ring sized and puff out their chest and storm the field and it does it doesn't get frost off the hot seat or become frost signature win or anything like that. So I ultimately landed with Rutgers in this spot. You can disagree and I'm sure you are going to make incredibly valid points. It's just it's a non-division game. It's a it's a crossover game. I just as I really sink my teeth into every game in the schedule, this game at Rutgers just ended up always being one that felt like the most bleh to me. Nah. Go win at Rutgers. Okay. You lose at Rutgers. Yeah, it's not great. It's not nah. As I sat and thought about it for probably two to three days on and off, I just kept coming back to feeling the most blah about this game. So I put it here as the 12th most important game on the schedule. So there you go. That's an that's a, that's a interesting exercise. Ranking Nebraska's most important games on the schedule. Again, lots of ways to think about this and do this. It's not necessarily the biggest games or the most high-profile games or even the games you're necessarily most excited about. It's most important. And what you deem important is what makes this whole thing interesting to me. So I really enjoyed doing this. As always, give me feedback. I got to imagine I'll have a lot of people not happy with this list. Just ultimately where I landed with it, man. Hit me on Twitter at Nick Baugh. You can email me, Nick, at NickBaugh.com. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review. So there you go. I'll wrap it up like I usually do. Like my man Jay-Z said, this is food for thought. You do the dishes. A Huda Media Production.